Welcome to the Pet Psychic Radio Show. Call in at 917-889-2693. That's 917-889-2693. we got the chat room open. Come and join us. we got Boo Boo and Sean Tanowitz and some other guests in there. So come and join us. Chat with us. How is everything going, Laura? Everything's going great. Happy birthday, I. Oh, thank you. Yes, it's my birthday today. How old are you? Oh, my gosh. I'm 35. You're 35. Why do you sound like, oh, my gosh? I don't know. It's such a, um, I don't know, like an even number. So <laughs> I can't believe I'm 35. It's just weird. I know. That's so cool. Yeah. So, no, it's so, good. So um, should we ask your, let's ask your animals if they have any uh Anything to say to you on your birthday? Okay, sure. Okay, so let's do um, Ripley first. How does that sound? That sounds good. Um, For our listeners, Ripley is our one-and-a-half-year-old mutt mix. I just call her a brown dog. She's currently at daycare right now. And uh, She said she's trying to be the best dog ever today for you. Oh, that's so sweet. Thanks, Ripley. She said she wanted to make you a paw print. <laughs> that's that's so cute. That's really cute. Where'd she hear that? I wonder. I don't know. Paw prints. Well, she does make paw prints on the couch sometimes. Dirt. <laughs> but I don't want that for my birthday. Maybe it was lost in translation. She was trying to say that she wants no paw prints. <laughs> yeah, because she did make a paw print like yesterday. Oh, she didn't? Did you get upset about it? No, I didn't get upset. I mean, I... Oh, it's a gift for her, she says. It's a gift for her. (laughs) Oh, thanks. (laughs) Well, what about uh, the other ones? Aloha says, happy birthday. It's one more year. Mm -hmm. She says, birthdays are really neat because you know that you're living. Yes, that's true. And every year that you live... You become smarter. I'm not as smart as I will be when I'm old. I'm already really smart. Does that mean I'm really old? Yeah, she says that you could, she says you could, you're so smart you could help a lot of people and animals. That's true. That's very nice. That's nice of her to say. <laughs> Uh, Aloha is our poodle mix. And Rosa said that she would give you treats. <laughs> what kind and of treat, treat that would melt in your mouth? What is that? Is it like caramel or something? I don't know. Um, treats that melt in my mouth. I mean, chocolate maybe. Is that what you like? I like chocolate, yeah. Oh. Yeah. Saying she'd give you something that you like. Yeah. Well, thanks. She says John has something special for you. Is that true? Uh, yes, I think he got me um, a gift to a day spa. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that was what he got me. That was special. Very exciting. Aww. Yeah. That's cute. <laughs> so last week... Um, we did the Griffiths, old Griffiths Park Zoo. It ended a little bit short, but I really actually enjoyed listening to our experience. It was, like, creepy, but I thought it was good. Yeah. Did you to hear any of it? What did you say? You got to hear most of it, right, on the airplane? Yeah, I got to hear most of it on the plane. And, um, yeah, I thought it was I thought it was good. I think it was creepy. I remembered how creepy it was. I don't know if I wanted to remember how creepy it was. Yeah. And all the animals that were, like, suffering and trapped and stuff, I think I blocked that out. Yeah. I know that our dogs um, did not want to be there. They were very upset with us bringing them there. 
I know, and that was Stormy's special outing. But I remember it was so cute to hear Ventura and Stormy. I know. It was really cute, and it was great to go over all the footage. And um, I couldn't, you know, include everything, but they, they talked about more stuff. And, you know, oh, they did? do a, a longer one eventually. Yeah, like Stormy and Ventura's trip to the... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, do you want to ask um, Storm King and Ventura what they thought of the show last week? Sure. Hey, Storm. Hey, were you listening? Oh, he's sleeping. Storm? He's sleeping. Oh. Storm is sleeping. <laughs> he's like out, like a light. Like, all right. All right, let's ask Ventura. Okay. He says when he's in heaven, he's helped those animals. Oh. I've helped animals find a doorway out of there. Mm-hmm. That zoo is haunted by lots of spirits. It attracts them. So he's saying that it's like almost like a magnet for trapped spirits. So mm-hmm. it's almost like it will never be completely completely um, void of any spirit. Yeah. We were going to, We I remember us talking about doing um, some sort of like a cleansing ritual or something over there, which we haven't done, but maybe we'll go back and do that sometime. Mm-hmm. We should do that. So I don't really know how to do that. Yeah. That well, we can talk to someone who brings someone in who knows about that stuff. Yeah, that would be interesting to bring another... Mm-hmm. And another, what, like another animal psychic or something? I don't know, like someone who Just does... like a spirit medium or... <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's take some calls and uh, let our, please let our listeners know who are calling in what they should do when they call in. Okay, so when you call in, um, tell me the name of your animal what your animal looks like, their sex, their species, and one question that you would like me to ask them, and whether they're dead or alive. Yes. And, yeah, and keep it to, like, one question, no follow-ups, because we tend to get a lot of phone calls. I mean, if we have time, that's fine, but, you know. Uh, So let's see who we got here. Hi, you're on the Pet Psychic Radio Show. Hello. Hi. 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 My name's Chris. Um, I have a question for my Peruvian Paso horse named Gavilan. Oh, okay. Hi, Chris. Hey, how you doing? Good. He's a dark bay. He's got a big white face, and it looks like he's got a horizontal thumbprint going across the top of his face. So cute. Um, My question is, of all the things that my trainer and I have taught him over the past year to what are the things that he enjoys doing the most that I thought of what he's done? Chris, I can't really understand you. I Can you understand her? No, it's kind of, you're uh, kind of, I don't know, it's hard to hear, cutting out or... Yeah, and it's I'm, really static. Okay, can you hear me now? Oh, yeah, yes. I can definitely yeah, yeah. hear you now. Much better. Okay. So my uh, Peruvian Paso Javelin He's a dark bay, big white blaze on his face. Um, I was just curious of the different things that he's learned over the past couple of years. Um, okay. Which of those activities or whatever, those things he's learned, um, has he enjoyed? Like, we've gone out on trails for a little bit. We've done, you know, like barrels in the arena. We've worked a horse or two. Okay, so um, tell me so tell me what he's done. Like, what are his choices? There are trails, and there's the working barrels, and... Right, in the arena, and then, um, like, working um, other horses, like, getting them to learn how to move their feet and get to pressure, that kind of thing. Oh, okay, working other horses? Right, kind of like working cows, but horses. Okay, okay, hold on, let me get him. He says he also likes ground exercises. Oh, okay. I like any type of exercises where I have to step over things. Mm-hmm. 
I like the trail work, but the wind scares me. Mm-hmm. He wants to go up higher. He wants to what? Go up higher. Like it looks like go up a hill higher. I want to be able to see views. Oh. You know where? Okay. You know where he's talking about? Um. Well, it's real hilly around where he lives, and so. Um, oh, so he wants to go up on a hill and what? Look at the view. Oh. Ooh. It could be, like, if he hasn't done that himself, it could be that the other horses have been telling him about this, like, one trail where you go up and you look at a view. Mm-hmm. Okay. He says he likes the barrels, but they hurt his back. Oh, okay. All right. Well, he's a Parisian. He says, you know, he says he says the saddle hits him hard in the back in some movements. Okay. Well, that's good to know. Yeah, it's real good to know. Sometimes his headband hurts him. His what? His headband? Yeah, so it would be part of the bridle. Does he have part right. of the bridle that goes over, like, his forehead? Okay. Yeah, that part sometimes feels tight on him. Oh, okay. Tell my mom I like her teaching me. Cool. It's okay to try more and more new things. Well, that's good. He likes to learn. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Uh-huh. You know what he was talking about? Were you doing, like, cavaletti work or obstacle work or something with him? Well, you know, the round pen my trainer puts obstacles in there and all kinds of stuff to de-spook horses. Oh, do they have to um, step over them? Right. So there's like a bridge thing he's got to step over. There's like a teeter-totter thing he's oh, got to step over. That's what he likes to do. He loves that. That's cool. <laughs> you know, and, and then, you know, we'll set up poles that he has to kind of maneuver through and back up. Right. Like around barrels and things. Oh, that's cool. Well, that's me, Chris. Thanks for calling in. It was good to talk to you guys again. Yeah, Yeah. you be well. Take care. Cool. Uh, We got Teresina, who is um, called in a few weeks ago about her cat. Um, So she's calling back in. Hi, Teresina. Hi. How are you all doing? Happy birthday, Alice. Oh, thank you. (laughs) So tell us about um, your cat. Yes, uh, so Cheeto, um, she's the cat that uses a toilet I called about three weeks ago. And I, I told her over and over today that I'm going to call Laura and see what's up with y'all, even though oh. I think I might know what, you, what you're going through. Oh, good. So tell us what was happening with her a couple of weeks ago. So um, three weeks ago I called and I asked uh, Laura that um, why Cheeto keep pooping on the floor where she knows, like, um, she needs to go into the toilet, and then she won't go un- unless I'm watching her or, or oh, my boyfriend's yeah, right. watching her. Yeah, right. Yeah. So, like, the next day when she tried to go, it's it's much easier for me, I guess, because uh, she actually, instead of me having to put her onto the toilet over and over and over again, she actually mm-hmm. went, uh, I only put her on to the toilet, like, once. Like, she hopped onto the toilet, and she jumped into the tub, and then... And then I put her back on, and then she went. And then so it happens for uh, the next couple of days until uh, Tuesday. She has a, um, a doctor checkup, and the doctor said that she had a annual gland infection. Oh. So, yeah, it was horrible. I honestly, I my heart dropped so bad because she's been really good and stuff, and then. Also, she had a butt infection, and then so the the doctor cleaned it up for her. But um, she uh, she actually um, the her butt got swollen. So um, at the end of the night, I have to put her on a cone, and the next day I have to bring her to back to the doctor and see um, is there is there something else that we can do to make her feel better? Because she's just crying so hard. Oh, and so, yeah. So when we spoke to her though. She didn't talk about her butt hurting, did she? I don't think so. I think it's just that it needs to be cleaned. 
Oh. Yeah. But and she then was the so one, right? she was the one that wouldn't jump on the toilet unless you were right there with her, right? Right, right, yeah. So, so they did, Yeah, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Did she get better? Did she start going without you needing to be with her? Uh, actually, what happened was the opposite. I have to uh, put out a little box because uh, she oh. had she has to have a cone on her for like five days. Oh, really? And then so instead of I know like it's gonna be hard for her, even though she I know that she wanted to try, but then like I was just like, might as well just make your life easier and just go to a little box. Yeah. And so um, when I took it away, and when she had her cone come off, and then she she just. It just all over again. Uh, she just won't go in by herself. Right, and so, but is her is her butt still swollen? No, um, it's all healed now. Cause I've been watching her like since then, and then everything is okay now. And the vet gave us the green light to take the cone off and just just be herself. But then she just won't go to potty again. Okay, is she going pee in the toilet? Yes. She's going pee just fine. It's just like she won't go poop. Like I came home and and she started running because she knew like she did something wrong. What did she do wrong? She um uh, she pooped next to the toilet <laughs> instead of going in there. But then oh, it, when I'm in the house with her and then she'll try, but then it's having me putting her off from the t- uh, getting her from the tub putting on the toilet, and then she jumps from the toilet to the tub and then start crying, and then I was just like, it's, it's fine, you know, you'll be fine, and then, then she'll go. Oh, she must have been telling you before that her poopy was hurting. So, yeah. um, so, so there's no litter box anymore. You took away the litter box? Yeah, yeah so I just took her litter box away. Oh, and then, okay. So okay. now that so she's going back onto the toilet, and then she actually, right before we got on the call, like, she, she peed, and then I gave her a treat, and then I gave her two treats, and then I guess it's not enough for her. She went back to the same spot and waited for another treat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, remind me what she looks like. Um, I tried to send a picture over at, on Facebook to you. Um, she's a bronze tabby with a little white spot on her neck. Um, oh, she waits. About, yeah, she weighs about nine pounds. Oh, where did um, you send it? Where did you send it to? Where in Facebook? Um, I sent it to your message. Oh, to your my message. It. No, yeah. it's not there. Yeah, um, but um, so she's okay. a bronze tabby. Okay. Yeah, so she's like okay. right here. Okay, I'm gonna get her on. My poop did hurt, she said. Oh. The doctor said it was one of the worst she's ever seen. Is that true? I, I, he didn't say anything to me, but I guess when he took her back to the, the back, I don't know. The doctor had to wash it really good. It, it hurt really bad. But I was really brave. She says she thinks that going in the toilet gave her an infection. Oh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> what if that's the problem, she said. I'm going to ask her why she didn't tell me that her poopy was hurting the last time I spoke to her. I didn't realize it wasn't normal. It was slowly feeling strange. Yeah, because the doctor um, told me that, like, she keep licking it. And then I didn't realize until um, he asked me, uh, did she lick her butt often? And I was like, maybe a little bit more than normal for, like, the past couple weeks. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, you don't really see a cat licking their butt ever that much. I never see my cats doing it. Yeah. I don't want to use the toilet. <laughs> I've decided I'd rather have a litter box. Having a litter box was super easy. It was easy to squat. 
okay, I'm going to tell her that you really want her to go in the toilet and that that's not the reason why she had an infection. And so what are you doing to prevent it now? Um, so right now the doctor gave me ointment to put her in her butt. So I put her on her, um, I stopped putting on her for like the past couple of days. Oh, okay. But then, yeah, so so anytime that, that I want, I just want to check on her. I check on her every day and make sure that, that everything's good. And I, I, I wipe her butt after she went poopy. <laughs> yeah, okay. So I like it when she wipes my butt. It makes it feel not as itchy. I'm going to tell her this, to try and start, try to go on the toilet and that it's going to get better and better. But the thing is, is that you're, you should maybe find, I mean, I don't know what it is, but maybe you should Google and kind of ask around about what would be a good way so that she doesn't get that problem again. Because if she got an anal gland infection once, how do we know she's not going to get it again unless you maybe change her diet or? Yeah, Definitely. Okay, I'm going to tell her to use the litter box again, but maybe you should look into, like, some oil, some omega-3s or something. I don't know what would be good. I just want to use the litter box, she says. <laughs> Better on me. You know what? Why don't you find out what we can, what you can do to help prevent it for the future and then call back in so that we can tell her that you're doing something to prevent it. Because um, the doctor said that um, it just it might have just happened once in the uh, out of the blue, because it never ever happened before that for the um, past two three years that I've had her. Yeah, yeah, and she ate the exact same diet since day one. I didn't really I didn't change anything because she wouldn't change. She's screaming. She wants a litter box. I want a litter box. So is that a possibility, Teresina, for her to have a litter box? Yeah, absolutely. But it's just that because um, I'm just, I'm just kind of uh, thinking over, should I give her the litter mm-hmm. box back? Because we might be moving back to mm-hmm. San Francisco. And then okay. if we're going to move back to San Francisco, then he, she's probably going to have a litter box anyways. So. Okay. Well, I would well, give her the litter box. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. Yeah, keep us posted. For, yeah, keep us posted. Thanks for calling in again. Yep. Okay, cool. Thanks. Thank bye. you. Okay, bye. Poor little girl. <laughs> what? Uh, I've never had, you know, pets who've had the anal gland problem, but I know that I've had friends who have. What yes. happens? Do, do you have to get the, the anal glands expressed? all the time or how does that work or is that only in certain animals or certain it's only in, in individual animals like sometimes okay. they get keep getting clogged and then they need I to get a, but they can get really bad infections there Ooh. so it's hurt her little butt going up there oh. I forgot she told us what she tell me in the last couple of weeks didn't she say that it was like she was worried she was going to slip or something I can't remember she told me it hurt her I can't remember. I'd have to go back to listen and listen yeah, to the show. Yeah, I know. I don't remember. Sorry. Uh, we got Elisa from San Diego. Hi, Elisa. Elisa, Hi. are you there? Yeah, so what's your animal? Hi. Uh, Who's your animal? My animal is up there in Mexico. Jimmy. What's his name? It's a dog. Oh, it's a dog? Jimmy. And, and yeah. um, what does he look and like? And I'm too far away from him, and I want to know if he misses me. Huh? Okay, what does he look like? Well, he is Maltese, white. Okay, and he's in Mexico, did you say? Yes. And how long have you been away from him? Like a year and a half so far. Oh, oh my gosh, you've been away for a long time. And who yes. did you meet? Who I did miss you him meet? a lot. Yeah, who did you leave him with? My daughter? Oh, you left him with your daughter? Yes. Okay, so he's a, and how old is he? It is three years now. Okay, so you want to see if he misses you and how how your daughter is? Yes, and if he's okay. And if he's okay, okay. Okay, and what's his name again? Jimmy, right? Jimmy. Okay, oh, let me get Jimmy the Maltese. 
he says that he misses you, but he's being well taken care of. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they feed me out of their hand. Is that true? I'm sorry? He says sometimes they feed him out of their hand. Is that true? Sometimes they hand feed him? Yes. When you come back, are you going to take me away? Yeah. Yeah, I will. Totally. You will? Where will you, will you take him back to the... Where will you take him? To my house here in the States. Okay, so you are... So that's what he wants to know. So is your daughter going to come as well? And when are you going to be back? Yes. When are you going to uh, go back? I don't know yet. I don't know yet. Probably in the next few months. In the next few months. Okay. Mm -hmm. He says that um, he wants to say that he misses you, but they're having good times and they listen to good music. That, that's awesome. That's <laughs> <laughs> real cute. So, yeah. Laura, Laura, maybe you could tell Elisa about how we can picture ourselves, like how to help communicate with our animals oh, yeah. that are far away. That's a good idea. So, Elisa, what you can do is, like, before you go to bed at night um, or when you wake up in the morning or any time when you're really quiet, you can think about Jimmy. Uh-huh. And kind of, like, imagine what he looks like and, you know, what he feels like and imagine his eyes. And then you can talk to him and you can, you know, tell him about your day or tell him what you're doing. And when you talk to him, you can just kind of say it quietly in your mind and then also put a picture to everything that you're saying. And he'll get Mm -hmm. it. He'll hear everything. And then you can also tell them that, If there's anything that's ever wrong, like if they ever need to tell you something or or if, you know, there's something wrong with them, to kind of explain to them about when you're asleep, like when your nighttime is, and tell him to contact you Mm -hmm. in the middle of the night to tell you if something's wrong. And what will happen is if something's wrong and he needs to tell you something, you'll wake up feeling like you're really nervous about him or feeling like there's something wrong with him. And then you can call home and see if there's if there's anything going on. If he's does that, okay. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. awesome. Sometimes they can even like... Oh, that's get so them, sweet. Yeah, they can get themselves into a dream too. And sometimes you can dream of them and they try and tell you what's going on. Or like... If you ask them a question, like sometimes I say that that people who are not used to do, communicating with their animals like the way that I do, is that we almost have like this little recorder, like an answering machine in our in our minds and in our bodies, and you can ask your animal the question, and they can send you the message back. But there might be something about your unconscious that you just it doesn't bring it to consciousness right away. And so you might be sitting having a cup of tea later on in the day or the next day or or you might be falling asleep at night and then all of a sudden you get the answer. And that's just your unconscious like replaying it because that's a time where you're more open. So kind of pay attention that to oh, that I too. See. Yeah. Thank Does you so much. Sense? Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, thanks for yeah. calling in. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, sure thing. Be well. I hope they get reunited, Jimmy. I know, too. Well, it sounds like he's having a good time. <laughs> That's awesome. I know. It sounds cute. So there's a couple questions in the chat room going on right now. Uh, okay. One is, Sean asks, are the solar flares affecting animals today? Oh, that's interesting. Um <laughs> Um, I can ask, do you want me to ask Stormy? Sure. Okay. Oh, where he disappears. Storm. Stormy, do you know about the, the solar flares? Do you feel like anything's going on with the universe? Do you feel like you've been in... He feels like the ground is shaking. What? You feel like the ground is shaking, Stormy? 
Every time I think about it, it feels like the ground is moving. God, I hope we're not going to have an earthquake. Gosh, I hope not. I know. That's what it kind of sounds like, doesn't it? Yeah. Isn't it a full moon tonight? Yes. I don't know if it's tonight, but it has been quite full. Oh, okay. Yeah. Does that affect the animals? Yes, the full moons definitely do. So in full moons, um, your animal sometimes seems a little bit wilder, and they don't pay attention as much. And, um, they, like, you can have more aggression and just all around more behavior issues around the full moon. When I was a dog trainer, people used to be so frustrated around the full moon. Like, some people would say, like, this training is not working at all. <laughs> and then, like, a, then, like, the next week or three days later, they would be like, oh, I'm so happy with my dog, you know? <laughs> yeah, right, right. So they, they can't, especially the younger ones. Mm-hmm. And wind, too, really affects them. It can make them a little bit more wild. Oh, yeah, like in L.A. when or in Southern California when we have those Santa Ana winds. Yeah, it can definitely make them more wild. Wow, crazy. So... Storm King thinks the ground is shaking. What about, um, I don't know, what does Luca think? Loki? Luke? Luca, honey, what do you think? Do you feel like? He's like looking at me like, are you serious? You're waking me up? <laughs> yeah, I'm waking you up. You can hear me on the radio. Luca, do you think that the solar flares are affecting? I think it's making me more tired. Hmm. Don't the animals know they're part of the show? He thinks they're hitting the earth. I know. My my animals are sort of bored today. Sorry. <laughs> Don't they know it's 12 o'clock on Thursday, Pacific Standard Time. It's the Pet Psychic Radio Show. I know, Stormy. Aren't you, like, excited and pumped up for the show, Storm? <laughs> I just feel like I'm not the star. Stormy, of course you're the star. There's so many people that know about you and love you. Yeah. And I, I mean, want to hear what you have to say. I want to say those solar flares are wild. <laughs> They're really hitting the earth. Yeah. You tell that Sean I said hello. <laughs> That's for you, Sean. Tell that Sean. Sean was one of our camera people on that uh, grizzly shoot, so they know each other. He's also the one that asked about the solar flares. Yeah. Stormy must have known that. Yeah. Um, Okay, so we also have one more question, which is from Mary Margaritaville in our chat room. She asks, um, Laura, we are moving in the next few weeks or months and want to make sure Frisky knows we're moving and won't scratch the new furniture. And Frisky is a long-haired domestic, mostly white with dark gray patches. A picture of her is apparently on your Facebook page. Um. Oh, she is? Yeah. Long-haired domestic, mostly white, dark gray patch. <laughs> and... And so they're moving into a new. They're moving into a new apartment. I don't know if it's an apartment or a house. Or a new house. Yeah, and, and they are. She doesn't uh, want her to scratch the furniture. Okay, so it's a different furniture then. Yeah. Okay, let's get frisky. Can you tell my mom I want a taller water bowl? Oh, sorry, frisky is a he. <laughs> Oh, Frisky, sorry. Yeah. I want a taller water. Taller water, okay. When we move, I want a cat scratcher under a table. I won't scratch the furniture if you give me a good one. She, uh, Frisky says also mom needs a new pair of slippers. Does that make sense? Hmm. She says he has a water fountain. Okay, let me ask her about the water fountain. Are you talking about the water fountain, Frisky? No, I want a tall water bowl. 
I wonder though if it's hurting his neck to bend down or something. Let me ask him. Oh, like to put it on top of a platform or something. Yeah. I see. I want it much higher. I see. So yeah, Mary, if uh, I don't know if it's already on top of a platform, but Frisky says he he wants it on wants a it higher. higher. And she says, I got a new pair. So she must have gotten a new pair of slippers. Oh, that's what she's saying. Yeah. That's hysterical. <laughs> Sometimes so, I get tenses mixed up, like you should get a new pair, then my mom did get a new pair, you know? Yeah, yeah. I'm <laughs> sure. Because you're seeing it a lot in images, too, and if they show you, like, getting a new pair of slippers or something. Yeah, sometimes or, I think it's in the... Because what he showed yeah. me was the old pair of slippers and then the new pair of slippers, and so I thought he was saying that, <laughs> that she should get a new pair of slippers. I see. That's funny. Um, <laughs> real quick, I was at the dog park the other day, and this is something that I think a lot of people... Um, can benefit from and I noticed that you know a lot of people I think it's just I I know we've talked about this before but using the negative form like everything it was like so and so like they're calling out to their dog like you know let's use frisky for example frisky don't do that don't blah 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 stop doing it don't you know yeah and, um, it was just like so constant I was hearing it all around me I know. And these dogs were going crazy. They're at a dog park. They should be going crazy. And I just felt like um, a lot of the, you know, parents were very kind of, you know, like just trying to be really controlled. And then don't do this, don't do that, da, da, da. And it just seemed like, you know, something that if you're at a dog park, they should be just allowed to play, right? Oh, okay. Well, there's a couple of different things in that. I mean, yeah. there's women that they're, the people are using the negative. They're saying, like, yes. don't jump or don't bark. or And mm-hmm. what you're doing is when you're using a negative is you actually, whether you're conscious or not, you're putting an image to it in your mind. And yeah. so you are putting, like, the actual jumping in your mind, and so they're going to pick up on the jumping. Mm-hmm. So don'ts don't really make sense when people say, like, don't jump, don't bark, because you're actually asking your dog to do that behavior. Right. And the other thing just in that communication is most people at the dog park who are doing stuff like that, they're so sporadic and their tone is going up and down and their body language is all over the place that they're not being clear. They don't look like a good pack leader. So Mm. the dog's not going to listen to them. They really have to take a breath and really think about it. But as Mm -hmm. for, like, should dog parks just be, like, crazy places where dogs are allowed to do whatever they're allowed to do or whatever they want to do, it really depends on the situation. Because I don't, like, for instance, dogs that jump on other dogs and hump them. Oh, yeah, of course. Like, that, I'm not a big fan of that. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. if, I think that that an owner should stop their dog from doing that if the other dog is not doing Mm -hmm. it. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it's better for a dog. And, like, in that situation, too, sometimes a dog will get scolded for, like, scolding another dog, like barking mm-hmm. or snapping at another dog who's jumping on them. Right. That, so that's an appropriate, you know, growl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, what I was noticing more was, like, there was this new dog that came, and it was coming over, and it was very friendly and was sniffing around and meeting everybody and their parents, I guess because they were new dog parents, mm-hmm. they just go, come here, sorry. They were, like, very apologetic to me, and I'm like, oh, it's fine. We're at a dog park. They're going to sniff me, and they're going to sniff my dogs. And it wasn't doing – the dog wasn't doing anything bad. It was just, like, walking around, and they just were, like, so freaked out. And initially they had him on a leash the whole time inside the dog park, and the dog was kind of getting, you know, jumpy. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. Yeah, I mean, he should be allowed to go out and explore for sure. Right, right. That's what I was talking about. And there were like maybe two or three people who who was like there were the new dog parents that were there. And I mean, yeah. that's important is, of course, like, you know, not jumping on other dogs unless they're both playing or, you know, those kinds of things are 
acceptable. But right, right. Yeah. Yeah, but if a dog is just going and exploring, that's okay. I was thinking the other day, too, when I had Luca out, how far I let him actually run away from me. And I was thinking that I, I actually, and how a lot of people don't let their dogs do that. And I was actually walking with someone at one point, and they were like, they were like, oh, my God, isn't he getting too far away? And, oh, my God. And I was just thinking, you know, you got to let them explore so that they can mm-hmm. they can learn to be intelligent and make smart decisions on their own. I mean, he comes when I call him. So right, as long as you have that recall down. My dogs yeah. don't have that recall down. They would just leave. <laughs> so for them, it doesn't work yet. But we're going to school every Saturday, so we're okay, learning. you're still going to school. How yeah. fun. Oh, my um, God. We got our special guest on the line. I see that she's here, um, Jill from apeaction.org. So let's see. Hi. Hi, Jill. Hi. How are you? Hi, Jill. How are you doing? Welcome today. I'm good. Thank you. Good. It's so good to to hear from you again. So, so Jill, tell us about your rescue organization. My group is called Ape Action, and we save mostly seniors, not always, but mostly senior dogs from the shelter. We also take them um, in special circumstances for owner turn-ins or for closed homes, but mostly from our local shelters, and we try to adopt them out, but if they are so old and not adoptable, we keep them until they um, it's time for them to pass on and they get a comfortable, lovely ending instead of an evil, horrible ending in the shelter. Oh, that is so sweet. And so what is your, what is your, um, it, are they in are they in foster homes or yeah we we had a sanctuary that I had to close um a year or so ago just for lack of funding. I funded the whole thing through my business, and I just couldn't continue to afford to support um support the whole thing solely because donations just aren't coming in like they used to. so we switched it to foster homes, and we need compassionate foster homes because we really do want to save the older seniors. But, you know, we need a home that understands that this dog might not get adopted or this dog might have medical issues, and we kind of just want a place that it maybe has another six months, can it stay at your house, will you just love it and take care of it? We provide all the medical care, all the food, we just need, you know, someone that's willing to have it and let it come and stay at their house. And not that it really... Go ahead. We need need foster homes for other dogs, too, but that's our main focus is to try to change Sammy's place that used to be the sanctuary into a foster home sanctuary. And so what is the best type of person to to be a foster? A lot of people say that they don't have time or they, um, you know, they, they just think they're too busy. And uh-huh. senior dogs, the seniors really don't need much or do much. You know, each dog is different, but a lot of them sleep, you know, 10 hours a day. They just get up, eat, go potty, and go back to sleep. So, you know, they're not active anymore. They don't need to be out hiking or anything like that. They're usually, they're not even that needy. You know, they're just, they just really want a nice, comfortable place. So anyone can foster their lifestyle, you know, determining on if they're very active. You know, we always do have younger dogs that need foster homes too. And a lot of our seniors, we they say, oh, they're 14, you know, it's going to die. Please save it. And then when I get it to the vet, the vet's like, yeah, he's five. I'm like, hmm, okay. Oh, <laughs> my gosh, you're kidding. Wow. So, you know, know exactly what we're going to get until we get it and you know we do need foster homes for the you know they're seniors technically but I have seniors that are you know eight to ten but they act two to four you know they look a little bit older but they still act really young and are people concerned about like the dying process about when they when they foster for you like some are I mean a person that doesn't know what rescue is really or know what fostering is that would be you know a big deal to them but People that have done rescue or have done uh, fostering, a lot of them want to be compassionate fosters. They're kind of excited about it. They're like, oh, I would love to do that because they know, you know, they know how special that, that is for them to do. They know what a big deal it is for them to it do is that. Such a, it really is such a huge deal to give a dog at their end of their life um, or their last years of their life a good home. I mean, it's, it's like such an amazing, amazing yeah. gift to them because it can – heal so many wounds from their past if they've been jumped around from home to home or been a ba- had one home and was abandoned because they were older. They are so grateful to be in a they home. Are. 
And the people that end up fostering, they, I mean, this dog usually comes to them for a reason, and they end up mm-hmm. learning something from that experience, too. So it's very fulfilling, not only for the pet, but for the person. Too. Yeah, that's a really good point, that they come to them for a reason and that they, they definitely learn something from that. That's huge. Mm-hmm. I have a question. Um, for the fostering, do they get adopted out after, do some of them get adopted out to a permanent home or is the fostering considered like kind of like an adoption they they live there forever until they are gone it depends on the pet um Mm -hmm. as example we saved mr barker we thought he was older and you know but he acts so young he has so much life in him still he's in a you know temporary foster home that knows he's going to get adopted they want him to get adopted um and he's going to, you know, just when the right home comes along, he's going to move out and move to his perfect home, and that's where he's going to be the rest of his life. Um, mm-hmm. Some of the dogs that come in, you know, they don't have a lot of time left, and I they're see. not going to get adopted. And we know that, and we still want to save them, you know, mm-hmm. make a yeah. place for them to travel. Right. Yeah. And I'd like to say, for those people who are worried about their animal, the animal dying, these animals, many of them have been in high-kill shelters. So they know the difference between being around someone who loves them when they die and mm-hmm. and being in a really scary situation when they die. So many of these animals are not really scared of going to heaven once they're in a loved home. Yeah, we try to we, we give them as much peace and comfort and ease whatever yeah. pain they have as best as possible. But we always have the um, we, if we need to help them pass, we have the vet come out and do it in home. Um, we don't bring them to the vet. We treat them just like they would be our own pet. Like I had that since, since I had it from day one, even though I've maybe only had it for two months, I still give it that same quality of care. They deserve so, that. They do deserve that. It's so sweet. Such a gift to them. Yeah, it's, it's very so, important that they understand that that's going to happen, that everything is going to be great from here on out. So you sent me a picture of Zorro, who <laughs> he is a little chihuahua, he and is. he's black with an adorable face. And yeah, um, so tell us, like, what do you want me to ask him or tell him? Well, Zorro came from a hoarder situation. We just there was 220 dogs um, oh, that were um, confiscated from a hoarder, and we were able to take 10 of them. Um, which was quite a lot for us to take without donations, but um, there were still so many that needed to be saved, and was uh, the best we could do. And Zorro came. Normally, I take older dogs, but they didn't have that many old dogs there, so he was the oldest-looking one in the bunch. So I said, for sure, I'll take him. And when he came out, he um, he doesn't really act that old again. He's got a little bit gray on his face, but he may be five or seven years old. But he has a he's missing almost all of his and he has a jaw issue, and he's got a collapsed trachea. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's special needs that when he gets, he's, he can still be adopted. He's got a ton of life left, and he acts completely young, except for a couple of his, you know, ailments that I talked about. But he, he just needs to stay calm, and that's my one of the reasons I wanted um, you to speak to him is he has a bit of separation anxiety, um, and he's got a bit of bossiness going on with the other dogs that he wants to control everything, and he gets himself whipped up into a frenzy and starts barking at dogs or situations, and he needs to stay calm because of his trachea. Okay. Um, so I wanted to get that explained to him. He's been taking his medicine, and it's been helping, and he's been doing a lot better, but I just wanted okay. him to understand all of that. So he can, he. so when you say become, we just don't want him to bark and be aggressive or like or, or be bossy, I should say. Um, but yeah. but he can play, right? Like he can run around and play. So it's it's like yeah. the stress calm rather than the play, right? Yeah. He, I mean, he technically can't like you know go for a hike or go through a huge play session. But he goes to the dog park and he has a blast. He doesn't oh. get like that. He doesn't exert himself that much because he's oh, not he, he's not allowed to. The thing that he's doing that I see is he's barking when I leave he gets upset or if he can't see me he gets upset and he barks um, and then he's just barking at the other dogs trying to basically tell him what to do and he needs to just understand that he doesn't need to worry about any of that he doesn't need to act like that he needs to stay okay <laughs> okay I'm gonna get him Zorro he's so cute okay I want to say that I'm happy to be here 
the other place I was at was really scary. The reason why it was scary was I would get grabbed a lot. And when the other dogs move around, I get scared I'm going to get grabbed. Mm -hmm. I would like to be with only one or two dogs because then I can watch them better. How many is he with now? There's seven right now. <laughs> it's hard for each others. Yeah, too much. When she leaves, I ask her, when is she coming back? Sometimes in my old home, we didn't get enough water. But now she always leaves us water. Can she tell me when she's coming back? Do you do that? Yeah, I have been. Um, I have been lately giving him little, I tell him I'm going to go to the mailbox. It's going to be two seconds. I'm going to be right back. And then I say, I'm going to go right into the car. It's going to be three minutes. I'm going to be right back. Oh, and I say, oh, i got to go to work. I'm going to be gone for an hour. I'll be right back. Don't worry. I'm coming back. And he's kind of getting it. but Okay, know. good. Good. Um, so when you say don't worry, make sure you say be confident instead. But that's okay. good. Okay. He says he wants to be able to get up on the bed, or it looks like up up somewhere high. Yeah, he's been in a little playpen when I leave because he was having some potty issues. But right now he's up on the dog couch and he likes it up there. Um, but when I okay. leave, he's been he's been for safety and just for potty issues. He's been in a little puppy playpen. Oh, okay. Maybe he's saying then that he wants to be in a puppy playpen with two others, do you think? There's two other chihuahuas that are up on the couch all the time. So oh, he's been he out wants, up there. Yeah. He probably that's what he wants. <laughs> he wants to be up with them then. Okay. He's Is that when possible? I'm home. With them. When you're well, home. When you're home. Yeah, okay. when I'm home. And should I tell him about potting? Is there pee pads? I do have him down just because he's been having some accidents. He's getting better. Um, but I do have them down just because um, when I, I occasionally, maybe once a week, he'll have an accident now. So it's not that big of a deal, but I'm still keeping him down just in case. He said that he's been at the hoarder since he was little. Aww. That's all I knew. I knew more people, he said. Aww. There were lots of people. Do you know who the people were? No, I don't really know the whole story with that situation. Um, it's hit or miss, okay. like, the information that I've gotten as to how all those dogs got there. Okay, so one of the things um, that you may have heard me talk about before is that the calming signals, and so I'm going to tell him about them too. And so when dogs are acting sort of like in chaos or they're barking to be aggressive or they're scared, something that can help them is to marking their calming signals, and that's their behavior, um, body language that they use to naturally calm themselves. And mm -hmm. some of these signals are licking of the mouth, yawning, blinking the eyes, looking and looking away, sitting down, lying down, stretching, holding up a paw, coming to you on an arc can be one. And so mm -hmm. one of the things that happens is, like, like lack of calming is closing of the mouth, staring, whether he's staring at something or in another direction, um, mm -hmm. body getting stiff. And then that goes into the, like the either the terrified shake or it goes into the like a snarl or a growl or a bark at our lunch. And so what mm -hmm. we want to do is whenever you see him sort of like stare at the other dogs and get ready to bark, you can remind him like calm yourself, lick, yawn, blink your eyes. Or if you mm -hmm. see him do that naturally, you want to praise him. Good calming, good licking, good yawning. And what that does is it just teaches him. Like, if you mar keep marking, he's going to say, oh, why am I getting praised? And then he's going to think, oh, like, I just licked. And then eventually he's going to be like, oh, how did I feel? And I felt better and I felt smarter. It's like right. a deep breath. Right. It's so important to teach all the dogs those signals. Okay, yeah, I'm I'm a little bit. He's afraid of one of the dogs, and we've been working on that. Um, it's just a big dog, and he's but he's done a little bit better these last few days with that. So I'll just keep reinforcing that. 
Oh, that's good. I think he's been in another dog's mouth a lot, like at the hoarders. Oh, goodness. Aww. So, Jill, remind us uh, what is your website, and tell us how people can contact you about fostering and information if they want to donate, anything like that. Okay, the website is www.ape, it's animals, people, and environment, apeactions.org. And they can go on there and email us at info at apeaction.org. Um, we have uh, fun- we have a fundraiser that we're starting to get uh, items for. If anybody wants to email us and donate any items, we're going to do an online auction to raise money for more seniors to be pulled and for um, the hoarder dogs that we did save. And we're doing um, we're doing adoptions at Trinkets and Treasures in Studio City on Sunday, uh, March 17th, uh, Saturday, March 17th, and Saturday, March 24th. And then also at the Healthy Spot in West Hollywood on March 18th, which is a Sunday, and March 25th, which is a Sunday. And at the Healthy Spot now this whole month, if you go there and purchase anything at the end of, um, when you're checking out, they ask you if you want to round up your change. And if you say, yeah, the donation comes to Ape Action. So anyone oh, that can't foster, can't volunteer, can't adopt, can go buy something for their dog there and just round up their change, and that will help us. That's awesome. That sounds great. Yeah. Thank you so much for calling in again. It's always great to hear from you guys. Thanks, thank you so Jill. Much All right. Thank you, Laura. Okay, right, you well. Laura. So that is Ape Action, um, apeaction.org. I'll put that in the chat room if anyone's in there. Um, so is Storm King or anyone available or is everyone Rosa. asleep? What? Everyone's asleep. I think we could ask Rosa. Yeah, she's awake. Okay, so uh, what should we ask her? Words of wisdom? Yeah, what's her words of wisdom? Was this she listening to this show? Eyes cat. Words of wisdom. <laughs> From Rosa. Yeah. I think the solar flares are affecting everyone's mind. Mm-hmm. They make bright stars at night. I think she means like shooting stars. Oh. Would, they, would they? I don't know. I don't know anything about astronomy. You're yeah, asking the wrong person. <laughs> And she says she wishes I a happy birthday. Thank you, Rosa. I want to tell my mom I really love her. And she's the best thing that happened to us. Aw. Yeah, that's probably true. And and Henry (laughs) is wishing you a happy birthday, too, she said. Oh, I miss Henry so much. Mm, that's Eye's other cat that passed away. Yeah, the one-eyed short tail cat. My dad is going to do something special with her. Because my dad loves her. <laughs> Everybody adopt Zorro. Because Zorro is a really nice dog. Oh, thanks, Rosa. She's uh, getting involved in the show. I know. It's so cute. She's like, I'm not asleep. Yeah. We're going to have to have a production meeting with the uh, with Luca and Storm King. I know. I think maybe we should because they're fast asleep. Like, they need to know. They have to be awake at this hour and ready to work. <laughs> Luca's like sprawled out on the couch. He's not allowed on the couch, but he knows I wouldn't yell at him while I'm on the radio show. <laughs> like, she can't yell at me. She'll look crazy. She's <laughs> like totally sprawled out. Yeah. <laughs> so, everyone, please uh, check out thepetpsychic.com for anything uh, you might have heard on the radio today. And if you know of anyone who wants to be on as our guest for our special segment of Rescued Pets, please email us at the pet oh pet psychic radio at gmail.com that's pet psychic radio at gmail.com see you next week bye everybody she can talk to the-